You're listening to a UCD Humanities Institute podcast. This podcast series features recordings of lectures, seminars and events hosted by or associated with the University College Dublin Humanities Institute. Our podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify and on SoundCloud. For more information and to listen to hundreds of podcasts, go to ucd.ie forward slash humanities. In this podcast, a recording from the second webinar organised as part of Framing Ageing, a clinical, cultural and social dialogue. Panel 4, Memory and Experience, featured three speakers. The first speaker was Emeritus Professor Elida Asman from the University of Constance, who presented on Wisdom, a new concept for gerontology. A video of the webinar, including the slides used by the speakers, is available on the project website, framingaging.ucd.ie, and on UCD Humanities Institute's YouTube channel. Let me start with an example. In an interview recently, the pop musician and painter Wolfgang Nideken, born 51, was asked the other day to comment on the title of his last album that had been released under the, under the title Everything Flows. The interviewer mentioned that this motto goes back to Greek sage Heraclitus and an ancient tradition of wisdom. <clears throat> he wanted to know, how about yourself? Have you gained any wisdom of age? And this is what the musician replied. I don't know about the wisdom of age. Of course, one has picked up one or two things in life. I no, no longer jump on a table. Instead, I walk around the block, block and try to reflect. Indeed, everything flows. I see the world now in a much more relaxed attitude. This interview for me is an example how easily wisdom and age are coupled today in our general perception. And I take this now as a starting point for my contribution to connect the two to raise a few questions. What is exactly meant by this? How is it framed in different culture? And most importantly, of course, how is wisdom today related to age and aging? Instead of giving you my history of this topic, and I, there is a story to tell, I'm just showing you a book and I asked you for the next slide. This is the book. Um, and it uh, came out in 1991, so quite a while ago. It brings together various views of wisdom. It's called Weisheit Wisdom. Um, there are various views uh, of wisdom, both historical and contemporary, from different disciplines and cultures, including India, China, Africa, and you, uh, what have you, showing that in spite of the variegated accesses and terminologies, there might be something like a transcultural norm, or at least an ideal of wisdom uh, running through all cultures. <clears throat> this volume, this is why I'm bringing it up, uh, caught the attention of Paul Baltes and Ursula Staudinger, and here you have the couple Baltes, Margaret and Paul Baltes, two leading German gerontologists who worked empirically on the concept of wisdom in relation to age in the frame of lifespan psychology. In the 1990s, we met various times at the Max Planck Institute for Bildungsforschung in Berlin, of which Paul Baltes was a director and discussed possibilities connecting and aligning our different approaches. For me, this was a unique experience and a really serious and rewarding interdisciplinary connection between the humanities and the natural sciences. 
And our workshop today gives me an opportunity to recover uh, now <laughs> this story for me today and to update some of this research and the ideas on the topic after almost three decades in a totally new inspiring context of your webinar on framing aging. And I'm thankful to be part of this. Now, <clears throat> wisdom, I would like to argue, is inherently interpersonal, creating links of understanding and value, approval and estimation between human beings. It is a concept that is highly valued in all cultures and extends beyond other forms of professional or special knowledge and experience. Wisdom, as I showed in my earlier research, is historically varied and culturally polymorphous. <clears throat> as the value of the system of Western culture, culture privileges youth over old age, rupture over continuation, revolution over tradition, and the future over the past, it has not developed a high regard or standard for the last phase of life as a generator of wisdom. This lost uh, tradition of wisdom was rediscovered, however, not only by me in 1991, but uh, also empirically one year earlier by psychologists Margaret and Paul Waltes. <clears throat> one year earlier, <clears throat> they had published their book entitled, and the, this is a running gag, the title comes up again and again, but maybe they were the first, it was called Successful Aging Perspectives from the Behavioral Sciences in 1990. Their book is rightly considered a milestone because by by, they initiated a paradigm change, as I would like to call it, in the study of psychological aging research. In order to appreciate this paradigm change, we first have to understand how their approach uh, of aging differs from the one that was in place before they came in the mainstream psychological analysis. Now, in the evolutionary perspective of the 1970s, um, wisdom, the last uh, stage uh, or, or wisdom was hardly uh, ever mentioned at all. Um, uh, the, the idea that prevailed was a continuous mental growth um, as a backbone to personal development. And the key concepts here came from Lawrence Kohlberg, who introduced a very influential schema consisting of six developmental stages of moral development. I give you here various schemes. They all <clears throat> represent the same model. This model was highly influential also for other disciplines and eagerly picked up by sociologists and philosophers like Habermas, because it expressed neatly the basic principle of Western modernization theory. Kohlberg's schema <clears throat> constructs a line of progress proceeding from egotistic to in-group norms to embracing universal principles. The last stage is called the post-conventional phase. Wisdom, but wisdom lies out of the frame of these six categories. It would have to be added as a seventh stage that Kohlberg, however, envisioned only as a very vague speculation, calling it the post-conventional -post stage. The paradigm stay, uh, change in the psychological approach to which I want to draw your attention here breaks exactly 
with these with two mainstream ideas, namely that individual psychic development is either a continuous mental or moral progress, or that it is an irreversible process of diminishing capacities. The new approach introduced by lifespan psychology changes many of the leading premises. And now we go back to the next, uh, go to the next. Um, this uh, approach changes many of the existing premises. <clears throat> and um, I list a, a couple of the new questions and answers. The first is that the period of old age needs to be put into the perspective of the whole lifespan. But this lifespan span is not a continuous line. On the contrary, any phase of individual human development is characterized by specific challenges and accompanying it by gains and losses. The second assumption is that the new approach started to look empirically also for positive developments, which had not been done so far. In this context, they identified resources that help elders to compensate for capacity losses and optimize their living conditions. This was, was the special focus of the work of Margaret Baltes. In her experimental gerontological work between the 1970s and 90s, she discovered evidence for cognitive learning capacity among the elderly. Even before the neurosciences peaked during, uh, due to the new technology of the MRI around 2000, she could already show that aging is not a physically determined regressive process, but one that can be actively shaped and supported due to the remaining high plasticity of the brain in old age. Paul Baltes, on the other hand, was interested in wisdom as a dimension that could be implemented into this his ger ger gerontological research. In probing the concept from the point of view of the psychologist, he broadened his conceptual and methodological frame and opened a door for an interdisciplinary research uh, contact with me, which I found very inspiring. Baltes was certainly aware that we do not grow wiser when with the same irresistible logic that we grow older, but he paid careful attention to the possibility of broadening and reframing the last phase of lifespan with the help of the concept of wisdom. <clears throat> Scholars of lifespan psychology used the term life event determinants in order to point to generic biological, uh, biographical challenges and age-specific horizons of possibilities, tasks, and challenges. While the generic challenges of maturity are reproduction, upbringing of children, and professional life, including, of course, the question how to combine these tasks, in a gender equitable relationship. The generic challenges of old age are the waning of influence of power, of skills and strength, together with the imminence of death, all pointing to limitations of former potentials. Looking especially at this third stage after youth and maturity, that is approximately a period between 65 and 80 and more years, Paul Baltes and his colleague Ursula Staudinger focused also on the social and, and emotional competence, on historical and life experience, and the ability of pointed use of resources. So they use the term of resources here. They found that elderly people not only master their lives successfully, that was the successful aging concept, but that they have a positive impact on society. 
that they have an impact on society um, and continue developing as personalities. That was their main concept idea. According to them, wisdom is generated in dealing with difficult questions concerning planning, shaping, and evaluating what is considered a good life. They therefore consider wisdom a highly valuable and complex form of knowledge that is needed <clears throat> when dealing with practical dimensions of existential questions. To further qualify this complex form of knowledge or competence, they offer five categories such as mature knowledge of life, lifespan contextualization, relativism of values, recognition or dealing with uncertainty. For both of them, wisdom is a specific form of knowledge in which intelligence and personality interact. This is important. Intelligence and personality come together here. Yet they don't see age itself as the third element in the process. In other words, for them, as empirical scientists who pursue a strictly cognitive approach, wisdom is something that can be generated in youth or mature age just as well as in old age. Or to make their point even more explicit, age does not produce a disposition to wisdom, but it can be a context in which it appears and is manifested. In conclusion, I want to just point to six uh, very, very short uh, elements of, of wisdom or descriptions. Next, please. Next slide, please. Yeah, um, it's very important. Uh, I, I just paraphrase briefly that wisdom is the opposite of science and science being the ground or foundational basis of Western civilization. Wisdom, of course, is a marginal and forgotten issue. And we have to recover this uh, history uh, in order to make sense of the whole approach that the Baltics uh, in introduced. Second, uh, progress or transformation. Uh, wisdom is generated certainly not through <laughs> progress, but through a transformation due to a shift in perspective. It is always focused on the present. It's not uh, dealing with the past or uh, anticipating the future, but making sense of a present that is certainly not only the present moment, but a larger sense, sense of presence. present. Uh, wisdom is a form of knowledge that transcends binaries. It is interactive and culturally framed. That is a form of knowledge that is not universal, but I would call it transversal because it's mm, uh, manifest in, in all cultures. And lastly, age is a favorable, but not a necessary condition of wisdom. And here comes my uh, brief conclusion. As difficult as it is to define wise behavior, as easy is it to define the opposite. Given old and new standards of what, we, what is considered wise, Donald Trump can serve as a paradigmatic model of what is considered unwise and foolish. A strong narcissism, a desire for instant applause and gratification, and a strong and a concern strictly limited to one's own desires and needs. The fact that this model has had been legitimized and supported publicly and globally in the United States for four years and still is, shows that Western norms and values still privilege and desperately hold on to the pole of the big ego rather than the pole of wisdom and the notion of a common good. But the negative example of Trump was also hugely instrumental for the concept of wisdom to reappear and to gain more ground, I hope. 
It certainly shows that age is no guarantee for attaining wisdom, but it also does not refute that position. Given the expanded definition that I have offered, I think that we may safely include age now into the formula given by the Baltes and say that wisdom is an interaction between intelligence, personality, and age. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Framing Aging. For more information on the project and to access podcasts and videos from our events, check out the project website at framingaging.ucd.ie.